Hey, hey, we're back. Yay, team. Yay, team. All right, here we go. We're ready to kick off the five o'clock hour. Thank you for tuning in. I greatly appreciate it. Every Sunday, you taking the time to spend a little time with me. And drive time, you're coming home from the, the cabin, so we're officially drive time. Okay, what do cats like to put in their milk? What do cats like to put in their milk? Carly, have any ideas? Um... I got nothing right now. Got nothing. Okay. Yeah. Dr. Jess. Mice. Ooh. I was thinking about that. Yeah. Mice cubes. Aww. Mice cubes in their milk. Interesting. Okay. So that one I thought, that's kind of cute. You got to admit that. Yeah. You tuck that feather in your hat. <laughs> Remember next Saturday, this coming Saturday, August 4th, I'm going to be up at Spikes in Elk River, the Spikes Feed and Seed up there. Um, it's a Gertens uh, hangout place uh, also. <laughs> but anyway, there are great flowers up there. But anyway, so uh, Spikes in Elk River, I'll be there from two to 11 to 2, 11 to 2 next, this coming Saturday, August 4th. And then from noon to 1, I'll be doing a free mini pet nutrition class with handouts. And then also I've got lots of free set, excuse me, free samples of Nutrisource to uh, hand out. So please stop in and say hi to me up at Spikes at Elk River. And that's for, again from 11 to 2. But the mini uh, pet nutrition class is uh, from noon to 1. All right. Where are we at, ma'am? Okay. We have Karen on the line. And Karen has a question about a cat that had a parasite. All right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I forgot, Jess. You just slap me on that one. Okay. Well, Kate okay, here, Karen, and then Jess, you had that Jess, you had something else, a follow-up thing. So okay, let's do uh, sorry, Karen. Sorry, first. we're yeah. fine. Okay. <laughs> uh, sometimes I'm a little bit of a space cadet. That's okay. <laughs> All right. Hey Karen, how you doing? Good. Thanks for taking my call. Well, thanks for holding on. What can we do for you? Um, I have an older rescue cat. Um, he's mainly indoor, but he did in the past go outside a little bit in the backyard. And about a month ago he got a parasite. He got antibiotics and is pretty much over it, but I'm wondering if there's um, supplements or anything I can do to keep his immune system healthy and keep him indoors. I know that. Anything else? Go ahead, Dr. Well, Jess. What kind of parasite was it? Uh, is it Curebra or Q- something like He got Cuterebra? Yes. A fly larvae? Yes. Really? Without going outside? No, he was outside. He was, he was outside just in the backyard very briefly. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Huh, that's, that's weird. How, how old is this cat? Um, he's a rescue. I've had him for five years, so I'm not quite sure how old he is. He's probably around 10-ish. Huh. That's odd. Okay. Um, so, you know, usually I think of Cuterebra in, you know, kind of the, the weaker weaker members of society, but... Interesting. You know, that, that's such an odd thing to have happen. I guess I wouldn't necessarily worry about it happening again. But, um, okay. the, but the vet I went to actually said that it, there was a, that almost every cat he was seeing was getting it. So I don't, maybe it was something else. I don't know how you. What food do you feed your that? cat? What food? Uh, the grain free wet, I have a variety of different ones. Okay. okay. Good, good, good. Do you give him any supplements? No, I don't. That's why I was wondering if there's stuff I should be giving him. Okay. Um, I would probably, you know, I would introduce some raw food because that will help improve his health as he ages. Okay. Um, You can use just plain raw meat. You can, uh, you know, use some raw chicken or raw hamburger or something like that. And um, He is a really picky eater. Okay. I know. Wait a minute. He likes pate. He doesn't like anything that has chunks in it. He won't eat. Okay, here's the deal. 
or get yourself some pre-mixed raw cat food like Stella and Chewy's or Primal and just start with a tiny amount of it, like a pencil eraser size amount, and just put it in the dish underneath his canned food. Okay. So just get him some real food just to start improving his nutrition because you can't eat processed food for the rest of your life. Sure. Um, And then I would also, since he's already eating canned food, that's awesome. So then I would go ahead and get a probiotic and start adding that to his food. You can use something like um, Animal Essentials makes plant enzymes and probiotics. Herbsmith makes a nice one called Microflora Plus. Those are ones that you can usually find at area stores. And I would just start with something like that. Okay, great. There, you know, and there, there are a lot of other, a lot of other supplements out there. Um, so, you know, it doesn't hurt to try things. Is he your only cat? Yes. Okay, so then you want to get whatever you get, make sure it comes in a really small container because you don't want a big huh. bottle of something that's going to take you forever to go through. Um, right. Or split it with your other friends who have cats. But, uh, okay. but you know, but that's what I would do. I mean, Cuterebra is sort of an odd one. I I don't know that I've seen, ever seen, like, you know, an epidemic of Cuterebra. Usually the ones that I've seen have What's been... What's it caused by? Flies? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, but it's like, you know, flies laying eggs on the on the cats and then the... They go burrow into the, the skin larva. and then it pops out. Yeah, they burrow into the skin yep. and then grow and then he has this giant grub in there. It didn't pop out. It just caused him to like gag reflex a lot and then stop eating. Okay. Where was this thing? Um, I believe in this. I mean, the throat was the problem. So it, it, I don't know if it ever came out of him or. No, it must have been something else because Cuterebra is a fly oh. grub. Yeah. And, and these things are the, pretty big. They end up yes. being like an inch long, yeah. and they have a breathing hole. Right. Yeah. Yes. These things are and, then, and, you, <laughs> and, and you have to get them out. Yeah. Okay. Um, this was just, he was gagging and not eating and kind of like wheezing. Uh, and the, vet, the vet put him on an antibiotic, and that, and that okay. cleared him up, and he was better. Okay, so who fluid. knows? Yeah, it could have been something else. I mean, there are, there there is a lungworm. So uh-huh. there is a lungworm that you see sometimes in cats. Yeah. So uh-huh. I don't know if it was something like that. But regardless, I would say, you know, with parasites, you want to shore up the immune system. And the road uh-huh. to the immune system is through the intestines. So that's why okay. it's always all about food and supplements. Uh-huh. So something like... Um, what about standard process immune system? Um, no. Yeah, you could use that. But for something like this, I would think, you know, something like uh, Honest Kitchen makes one called Perfect Form. That yeah. has uh, pumpkin seeds in it, which are anti-parasitic. Oh, okay. um, and that's just a, a powder that you would just put a pinch on his food every every time you feed him. Okay. Um, or one of the Bixby Pet Medicinal Mushroom supplements. They have one for digestion as well that you can use. And they have one for immunity as well. Oh, that's good. So you definitely have some options. I mean, with you know, without knowing exactly what it was, it's There's also Wapiti Labs. They've got some cat. Uh, a lot of people don't realize they have dog, cat, and human supplements. WapitiLabsInc.com. You might want to check theirs out. They list out and see if that will help your your cat too. Okay. Okay. Great. Okay. So yeah. So better diet, good supplements, and uh, keep working on it. Okay. Okay. Great. Thanks you so bet. much for your help. Take care. Bye bye. Mm, now that. Uh, uh, with the, that worms, I know what you're talking about because I have one cat, and they, they don't they call it a ditch worm, you know thing. Ditch worm? Well, yeah, well, the, the cats mm-hmm. that go through the ditches, you know, that live in the ditches, they, they are prone to getting that worm. That you know, yeah, because it usually gets like you know, you usually see a lot around the neck, yes, and we were yes. always told this because like they they stick their head in the in somebody's burrow, 
and then the larvae end up kind of around oh, the okay. neck and shoulders kind of thing. Okay. So yeah, because it's it, really those things are wicked. I mean, because I we I had one cat that is like oh, you know, I noticed his neck was a little bit bigger. You yeah. Know, so I, so the thing is, usually there's going to be a big swelling under the right. skin because the grub is kind of they they make a nest for themselves. They just go right it's under gross. the skin, and then they oh, have a little, eating. then they have a little breathing hole. And so usually there's got to be like, it's an external lump or swelling. So it's not usually something that's going to affect their breathing. But on the other hand, it's like, usually I've seen it in animals that are kind of sick or weakly or, you know, usually the little kittens who are having a tough time of it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know it's gross. I, I, because I'd never seen one before, and I'm like, oh, yuck, and stink. Ooh, gee, how many Christmas? They are pretty disgusting. Yes. Okay. Now that one call with Lori about the the, the shots. There was one thing you wanted yeah. to add to that. And what was that? Um. Oh, what were we talking about? I Lepto? think we we're we we're just yeah. I mean, you know, leptospirosis. Any vaccine that you're going to give, it would behoove you to look it up and teach yourself about it, right? So the lepto vaccine, there's always issues because there are 250 plus serovars of leptospirosis in the environment. The latest vaccine will will uh, make your pet produce antibodies against four of them. Okay. And then with lepto, they've always had issues because the ones that are... They used to think that the ones that were most prevalent in animals who had leptospirosis were the pathogens, but that turned out to not always be the case. Um, And then as they develop more vaccines, it seems that the ones that are actually causing leptospirosis change and are not no longer the ones that are covered by the vaccine. Okay, Uh, Leptospirosis also, it prevents your dog uh, from showing clinical signs of leptospirosis, but it doesn't prevent them from spreading leptospirosis to you. Shedding it. Yeah, basically in their urine. Okay. So leptospirosis is a bacteria that's passed in the urine of animals. Yes. It used to be um, dairymen who got urine because the cows would urinate into the pit and the urine would splash Flash up. Them. Okay, okay. And, and once in a while, like when I was in vet school, there was a report of some kids in Virginia who uh, got leptospirosis because they were out off-roading and drove their Jeep through a creek and water splashed on them. Oh, really? And it splashed into their eyes, and that's how the bacteria got into uh, their bodies. Okay. I know, Wait, isn't that, that, cool? that yeah, cool? Bacteria are amazing things. Yeah, no, but the yeah. thing, too, but the lepto vaccine, you know, bacterial vaccines, it's hard to make a bacterial vaccine that is um, simple and effective. And so there tends to be a lot of blowback from these vaccines. So the lepto is also associated with probably the highest number of adverse reactions. So, you know, there's always pros and cons, cons to everything. To so you yeah. just have to kind of, you know, make make your choice and, and be yep. comfortable yeah, with it. Yep. Educate yourself. Okay, we're going to run, run, and then we come back. We'll take some more of your questions. We got uh, some, let, let, and then also we you got we got a, something else we got to talk about. Um, how do you make your shoes stay quiet? How do you make your shoes stay quiet? We'll be right back. Oh, Carly's loving that one. Look at that. Her head's just a beeping over there. <laughs> There you go. Okay, how do you make your shot sock? How do you make your shoes stay quiet? How do you make your shoes stay quiet? You don't wear any. I would like to know the answer to this one, so I'm very curious about it. Okay. What is the answer? How do you make your shoes stay quiet? You don't have any idea? No? Y'all giving up? No, tell me what the answer is. You put a sock in it. Aww. 
<laughs> okay. Oh, come on. It's for kids. As, as, uh, okay. as Alexis Thompson would say, you know, it's your dad jokes. You know? It is a dad jokes. joke. Yeah. So you put a sock in it. How do you make your shoes be quiet? Put a sock in it. All right. Let's head to the phones and get a couple of lines. And then we got, um, Dr. Just got a couple things she wants to share with us. All right. All right. So, so we're going to go to Chris. Okay. And Chris has a question about an aggressive dog. All right. Hi, Chris. How you doing? Hi, Katie. Um, thank you. I love you. Oh, thank you. Um, I'm loved. So I, I have a dog that I got from a rescue. He was born without hip sockets. Oh, Lordy. And we kind of found this out, you know, as a puppy. But anyway, he takes, because um, he has pain, and he takes a drug called um, Tramadol. And it's, um, you know, it helps him. I usually give it to him, you know, at night because I don't want him all drugged out during the day. But he is becoming progressively more aggressive. And, you know, my daughter keeps saying, well, it's pain, it's pain. And then my vet says, you know, to drug him all day long. But I don't want him to have that kind of, I mean. Right. Okay. First of all. makes him tired. Okay, you're right. Okay, first of all, what kind of dog? What does he closely resemble? He, he well, he's a um, black lab and Australian shepherd mix. Okay, how many pounds? Oh, 60. Is he overweight I, or good weight? Well, he's a good weight. I try to keep, you know, that down for the hips. Yep, definitely. Or for the bones, I don't know. Really oh, yeah, the thinner, the thinner the better for when a dog that's having joint problems. That, you know, it's less hardship on their on their joints. Okay, so then yeah. now, um, and how old? Um, He is three now. And how long have you had him? All of his life. Okay. Or, you know, he's, since he, I got him as a, baby baby at a rescue okay okay and so then um, now how does he does he have gimpy is he gimpy limpy what what's the deal um you know he'll get a little limpy i still walk him every day because you know probably a half a mile but yeah. just to keep him you know going but um if after his walk he'll lay for a couple hours okay. um and i mean he's not crying because mm-hmm. that's usually how I know he has pain, and I know that sounds terrible, but um, but anyway, and okay. He's just he's becoming so much more aggressive. Like I can't, like even around, you know, family. I have to uh, now. If he's having a bad day, I can just tell, you know, now. But um, you know, I'll keep him in his room. I don't know. Okay, what My do you husband, mean? Okay, stop. Okay, so what do you mean by aggressive? What's he doing? Is, is he like, trying to take out kids? And, or, or? Yeah. Yeah, like he'll, if if, if uh, somebody comes by him, okay. he'll get really, he just turns into this like wicked thing. Okay. Um, uh, okay, and, yeah. and so, and he's on Tramadol? Yep. Yeah. Every day? And then I, I give him, um, uh, it's called something, but it's a... What do you call? Um, what do people take like supplement? That? Yeah, um, you know that vitamin D three. I I don't know. No, not D. I'd say fish oil. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, and then I give him a a vitamin, like you know, just a dog vitamin. Um, okay. And then the fish oil actually 
you know, I don't know how much the vet believed me, but once I started giving him this fish oil, I thought it helped more than the that pain pill, but okay. I mean, I do give it to him. I just don't want to have a dog all drugged out all the time. Right, but Travel doesn't. Well, well, why don't you just stop giving it to him? Travel? Yeah. Okay. That would be the best well, solution. He, he would cry. He he how he cries. Um, then you need to find other solutions for him. I think that you should find a a, a veterinarian to work with because you have to get yeah. this dog off tramadol. The, he's gonna, oh. he's going to be euthanized if he keeps attacking people, right? So what is <laughs> right. Your, what is your other option? Your other option is to find a better way to manage this. There was an article that just came out in one of the veterinary journals. Tramadol has never been shown to be effective for osteoarthritis pain. Okay, right? It's not effective for musculoskeletal pain. All right. So, um, but it is a morphine derivative, and guess what morphine derivatives do? They af- they affect your brain, right? I mean, this is this is opioids. Okay, this is oh. why people get kooky and go through withdrawal and all that kind of blah blah. Okay, so oh. yeah, so you need to go go to your vet or find a vet to work with who has other solutions for your dog. Does this yeah. dog has this dog been seen by a chiropractor? Not a chiropractor. It's been seen by an osteo something at the U, and they actually told me to put him down. Okay, um, so it, so it's possible the chiropractic would benefit this dog. But, you know, when you have musculoskeletal problems, I think of chiropractic and nutritional supplements versus trying to drug your pain away. Right. Because if, okay. you know, all you have to do is go ahead and Google the side effects in humans of tramadol, and I'll bet you that you will find things like agitation, irritability, Um, You know, and these things are not going to be described in dogs. For one thing, drug studies in dogs tend to be quite short. Yeah. Um, Like one of my clients was in the yesterday and um, uh, the drug, some drug that her dog had been given had actually been studied for 112 days. (laughs) And she thought she thought that was not very much time. But you know what? For a dog study, that's a long time. (laughs) And so um, and and also in dogs, the only side effects that they're going to report are going to be obvious things like, oh, they barfed. Okay, we get that. Oh, they had diarrhea. We can see that. Mm-hmm. But uh, mental changes are not going to be reported. Yeah. And so nobody is going to know, like, does your dog have a migraine and that's why he's irritable? Yeah. Does the drug make him feel dizzy or weird and that's why he's getting weird? So I yeah. would suggest that you stop giving it to him. No, can she just stop? Does, does that have any? Tramadol, I would just take him off it. Okay, and okay. and f- go find another solution. So it's not tramadol or nothing. You need to find out what the other thing is. Uh, can you give her a suggestion? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I think I think with this kind of thing, because I'm not sure exactly what the condition right. is, and somebody needs to do a nice hands-on exam with this dog when he's off tramadol, and like yeah. really pinpoint what exactly needs to be done to support him rather than just throwing a joint supplement at a dog who doesn't have hips like well then what's the joint supplement supposed to be doing so i'm i'm very iffy about this one i would say you need to find somebody to work with okay yeah so chiropractor what area what what area do you live in uh roseville roseville okay uh, i never knew there was dog chiropractor oh yes yes there definitely is yep oh yeah, and so you can, uh, there's an sure. uh, outfit, it's called Chiropractic for Everybody, and they have, uh, uh, where they go to your clinic, you know, wherever, they do have a clinic themselves, there's Dr. Uh, Stacy uh, Rhythm of Life up in Ham Lake, uh, there's Dr. Rebecca Arnst, I can never do her last Amstutz, name, Amstutz, thank yeah. you, uh, down in Edina, there's, they're all over, you can Google it and find yeah. 
but but, but that's going to be just part of oh, a yes. program that's yeah. going to help this dog be more normal. Yeah. So and then you want to keep this yeah. dog as lean as possible. If you can see ribs, yeah. that's good. Okay. So oh yeah yeah, and they did try a um, cortico steroid. Right. Okay. But, but bottom line, yeah, you need to find blood. somebody to work with because you have to stop just throwing drugs at this dog. Right. Yes. Yeah, see, I agree. Oh. Okay. So you, you can always oh. talk, give Doctor Doctor Jess if she wants to talk to you. On how does she get a hold of you? Uh, through my website, holistic-vet-care.com. All right. Okay, okay Carol. I wrote that down. Thank okay. you. You betcha. Have a great day. Thanks for the call. You too. All right. Okay. Should we run? Okay. We're going to run, and then we're going to talk again. <laughs> okay. What do you do if your dog steals your spelling homework? What do you do if your dog steals your spelling homework? Be back. All righty then. We got people waiting on lines. We don't want to bore them too much. Okay. What do you do if your dog steals your spelling homework? What do you do if your dog steals your spelling homework? You have any idea there, Miss Carly? Uh, you tell them that the dog took it. <laughs> Alrighty then. You got anything? Um, fake it till you make it. No. Oh lordy! Yeah. <laughs> I like that one too. Yeah. Do you got anything, Ann? Convince them You convince it. Ah. Uh, okay. What do you do if your dog steals your spelling homework? Take the words right out of his oh. mouth. Oh. <laughs> All right. That was pretty good. There you go. Pretty good. There you go. Take the words right out of his mouth. Okay, let's grab a couple phone calls, and then we got, Dr. Just got a couple things. Okay, okay, here we go. So we have Debbie on the line, and Debbie has a question about a dog that is barking. <laughs> okay, barking dogs. Hi, Debbie. How you doing? Pretty good. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for holding on. What kind of pupper do you got? So I actually have two dogs. Okay. One is a Bichon Pooh and the other is a Bichon. Okay. And um, we are going to be moving soon, unexpected for my husband and I. Okay. And we're going to be living in an apartment. And so um, I'm reluctant to bring dogs that bark to right. the apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, one is 13 years old. The other is eight. The eight-year-old, I mean, they're they, they actually both are terrible barkers. Mm-hmm. So my friend Sue tells me that you might have the magic answer. All right. Well, now, do they bark a lot like when you're at home? They bark, yes. Okay, then what do you home. do? when? Yeah, but when you're at home and they start to bark, what do you do? Oh, we just tell them to knock it off. And how is that working for you? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> okay. It's not working at all. Okay, first of all, you got to, what, what's going to be your quiet word? Is it going to be quiet? Is it going to be enough? You decide. You know, I don't like the word no bark. I just like, ah, quiet or a, enough. So you decide what is going to be your quiet word. Just don't say no. Most people know their dogs to death. No, no, no. And the dog goes, no, what? <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, so find your quiet word. Okay, now at, when you're at home. Deepen your voice, slow it down, uh, get yourself a, hand, a plant mister. So, you know, you can get them in the, the small bottles at, uh, at the travel section in Wally World. Fill it with okay. water, set it on stream. As the dog is barking, you're going to deepen your voice, slow it down, blast him in the face and go, ah, quiet. And as soon as he quiets, just very calmly, don't pet him, just very calmly say, thank you, very nice, thank you. Just stay very calm. Don't say good boy, don't say good girl. That's like saying recess, you don't have to think. Recess, you don't have to think. It, it just puts him over the edge. So that's why when you when you acknowledge a good behavior when they respond by saying thank you, very nice, thank you. All right. So then you can use a spray bottle. Also, little dogs are more sound sensitive. You could take a pop can, rinse it out, put five pennies in it, take the top of it, and tape the top of it, and then station with throughout the house. So you always got one to quick grab and shake and go, hey, quiet. As soon as they quiet, thank you, very nice. Now, don't stand there and wait for them to see if they're going to do it again. You know, if it looks like they're going to turn and start, you just give them a growl. Ah, 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 don't even think. Ah, ah, 
and then redirect him. Where's your ball? Where's, you know, fluffy bunny or whatever. Redirect. Mm-hmm. Get the dog off of it, all right? Mm-hmm. The other thing that you can do is that they do have uh, electronic collars for little dogs that are what we call, um, they're vibrators. They don't get a snap. They, they, it's a vibrator, okay? Whereas when when the vocal cords, you know, jiggle, they, they get, it's uh, usually it's three, three times. The first time they just get a warning beep, okay? And the second time get another warning beep, and the third time it's the jiggle. It's not a snap, okay? It's not electric like eh. Okay. Okay. It's a, okay. It's, it's a vibrator. I use it for my Gilligan because he's he's got to love him, but every once in a while his mouth gets supersedes his brain, and he will quiet if I'm there to say quiet. Yeah, no problem. But if I'm outside doing chores, all of a sudden he decides to tell the world that I'm out doing chores, and it drives uh-huh. me nuts. All right. So that's why I got him one of those, and it, it works. It works great because it's just a you know a, a, a jiggle. You know what I mean? A vibrator is what it is. Okay. And but, where do you find something like uh, that? Online. Online. Okay. You know, just look and for it, vibrator collars. Vibrator collar? Okay. Yeah. A vibrator trading collar for small dogs. All right. And then, but, but, but in the meantime, you're going to be working on the word quiet. So your dogs don't become such alarmists that mm-hmm. they have to bark at it. And there's usually one of the two is more barky and the other one follows. All right. So right. really work on the ringleader. If it looks like they're going to about ready to start. You know, like rev himself. Ah, 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 quiet, ah, shh, shh, quiet, quiet. And so, like I say, try to get him not to be so reactive, so that okay. you can get into his head and ho- that will spill. But obviously, when you're not at home, you <laughs> you can't be doing that. But you really want to work on it when you are home, so they're not just bouncing from one window to another, barkety, 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 barkety. All right. 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 And, and like I said, usually the ringleader is what's that you take care of that, and then that the other one will follow the ringleader's you know uh, lead. So. On the vibrator collar, um, the the little dog is, you know, uh, probably 10 pounds. Uh-huh. Riley, the older dog, is about uh, 22 pounds. Mm-hmm. Is he too big for no, the uh-uh. vibrator no, collar? Uh-uh. Okay. Oh, he's fine. But the only thing is with the Bashad, do you have him in full coat? Or are they no. Pu- no, okay, good. Then you're fine. Because if you had him in full coat, then you'd have to make that collar real snug or do a patch in the front so that, you know, that the, the, the collar could feel the vocal cords, right? Yeah, no, they, they don't have that. Okay, yeah. No, no, that. it should be because my, my Gilligan, he's a 10 pounder. He's the one that, you know, has to wear that once in a while because he gets a little, his brain overrides his lips. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so, uh, but like I said, it, but really practice on that. Like I said, you know, all my dogs, when I say quiet, they will quiet. But if I, like I said, if I'm not around, and then that's where, right. he, yeah, so Gilligan's the leader. If he barks, then everybody else got to follow. So when I keep him quiet, everybody's quiet. <laughs> and do you leave the vibrator collar on all the time? Like the only, even- No, when you, no, when you, well, obviously you're going to start, uh, start it out like when you're home, like on a weekend or the evening, you know what I mean? So you can see the reaction of the dog. Mm-hmm. All right. And mm-hmm. just kind of go from there. You know, your, okay. the, your goal would be that, you know, um, because the thing is, is that what you have to pay attention to that, that you you learn to use it correctly and fit it correctly, so that when if you are gone at work, that you you know what I mean. He hasn't learned how to itch it around or shake it off. You know what I mean. Right, so it's going right. to be a learning curve for both of you. And then once you feel like ah, we got it. This is the way it fits. This is what it, you know. Then then I'd be more comfortable with you being gone. Okay. Okay. Because okay. the only thing it's going to do is that he, you know, they they shake or, or or knock it so that it turns sideways, so it doesn't work anymore. You know what I mean? There's no oh, okay. there's no vibrating vocal cords to, to make the collar jiggle the collar. 
Okay. Okay. So then, okay. All, then they're barking all day, and you get home, and you got frazzled nervous and neighbors going. I thought that. Never mind. We'll, we'll work this yeah. out. Don't worry about this. Okay. So that that's the thing, or that they they figure out how to chew it off. So that's another thing too. So you just got to yeah. kind of work with it, and then it it'll it'll get better and better and better. All right. Okay. But all really right. work on that. You know, the uh, the can ah quiet, or you know the the spray, or go between the two. But you really want to work on them not being so noisy, and also too by making their brains work, like teaching them tricks. Doing mental games will mm-hmm. also keep them up, be a calmer, uh, calmer dogs. All right, because okay. now they're mentally, you know, they're not sitting there waiting for a noise so they can react to. They've got other things to think about, and now they're they're like, ah, that I heard that before. I'm just gonna take a nap. <laughs> yeah. So the more that you can mentally use them, walks don't do it. That just builds an athlete. Where you know, it used to take a bl- two blocks to tucker them. Now pretty soon they're taking it through grandma's marathon. All right. <laughs> so, the, so what we want to do is mentally drain them. Obedience work, tricks, and such like that, okay? Okay. Okay, I'll okay. give it a shot. Good luck, kiddo. Take care. Thank you. You bet. Bye-bye. Ouch. Where are we at? No? We can start okay. another call. Okay, good. Let's do that. Okay, so we're going to go to Kelly. And Kelly has a question about her dog that has nose issues. Okay, nose issues. What kind of nose issues do we got? Hi. Hi there. Um, so I have, I think I've seen, um, Dr. Jessica with my dog. He's a German frontier pointer okay. and he was having some issues with his knees, which has been greatly cured and he's doing wonderful now, but he's out in our backyard and we back up to a wooded area and he's got just this relentless sniffing for the chipmunk that's in our oak trees. Okay. And, and then also we've got railroad ties that he's not really physically into right now, like he used to be, but he's just constantly sniffing all over using his nose mm-hmm. and his nose is starting to develop kind of like a, like a crusty scab on there almost, but it's only on one side of the nostril. Okay. And I'm just not sure if it's a, maybe a result of that. I have not changed anything with food. Um, you know, so I don't, I'm not sure what could be, if there's some kind of wood or something that is just in our yard that might be causing All right. that kind of Dr. reaction. Dr. Jess, what's your thoughts on that? Typically, when dogs have problems with their noses like that, like you see um, dogs that have cracks on top of their noses yep. or like mm-hmm. where the sides yep. are mm-hmm. cracking, sometimes they'll even, you know, bleed. Or And people buy the stuff like nose butter or try to put coconut oil or something like that. It's The problem is not actually the nose. The problem is the immune system. Oh, okay. So, Interesting. yeah, the immune system um, it typically is expressed at mucocutaneous junctions, so where mucous membrane meets the skin. Uh-huh. So that's where you see problems like that, like you know the edges of the ears, around the eyes, and around the nose. But Ooh. that that's typical. Um, you know, and I've I've seen these dogs treated all kinds of ways. Like people are never sure: is it fungal? Is it bacterial? Is it viral? What's causing the problem? Mm-hmm. Nothing's causing the problem except for the immune system. Ooh. So that's what I would typically address with these things. So your dog is not sniffing too much. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay. Good. I just yeah. wanted to make sure it wasn't yeah. something out in the yard. But no. you had also given me or recommended a supplement that um, I think I, I went for it just for the hip or for the uh, knee issue. But I think it's something that I probably need to go and revisit now and get back onto it. I can't uh-huh. remember what it was called, but... Um, I don't know. You might have to email me and I yeah. can look it up. Yeah, I'll have to do that. So, <laughs> now, what food are you feeding? You. What food? Are you I do from, I actually do like a cup and a half of from, and then I vary the different proteins of that. And then I've been giving him a ton of different proteins. So I give him steak, he oh, gets chicken. My, okay, he can ask my husband. Okay. He gets yeah, that's so, good. But then, a lot of different... 
Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes you just need to make sure that they're also getting things like fish oil and probiotics to try to help the and immune system out. Yeah. Whole food yeah. The probiotics is something I think would be good because he gets he gets yeah. fish oil still. So okay. Good. Good. All right. Thank okay. you. Okay. Okay. All right. You bet. Take Bye-bye. care. Bye bye. Thanks for the call. Greatly appreciate it. Okay. You ready for this? Where, where, oh, no, where did it go? It was just right there. Da, 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 da. Okay, the average garden variety caterpillar has how many muscles in its head? The average garden variety caterpillar has how many muscles in its head? We'll be back. Hey, all right. What we've all been willing, really bated breath, wanted to know. Okay, the average garden variety caterpillar has how many muscles in its head? Okay, is it 135? 225 or 248? 225. Okay. They have heads? In their head, yes. Yes, they do. The average garden variety caterpillar has how many muscles in their head? Okay, I thought maybe they're all head. I don't know. No. Um, What's what's the highest number? 248. Okay, but you already said that. I'll just pick whatever nobody else picked. I don't know. (laughs) You're picking the least amount. I said 225. Okay, 225. Okay. It's 248 muscles in the head. Dang. Yep. The average garden variety caterpillar has 248 muscles in its head. There, I know you all. So now I feel bad. We're learning. I wanted to know that. Why? Because yeah. when I was a little, I used to not like purposely, but uh, kind of purposely accidentally step on caterpillars. Oh, we want to hear this. La, 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 <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> so now I feel bad. <laughs> yes, I'm going to let you feel bad. We're going right to Dr. Jess. <laughs> Dr. Jess. Now, uh, there's yes. uh, we, what we wanted to talk about. Uh, uh, people, when a dog is having diarrhea, uh, and, and or vomiting uh, yes. or indigestion yep. of any kind, stop feeding your dog. That's my that's my message to the universe. End of story. Today. No, we're not eating right. canned pumpkin. We're not doing anything. Right? Because because no I, I I get contacted all the like the, at least once a day, and some some weekends it's like you know. Uh, uh, one weekend I had a hundred emails by Monday morning and oh, people are like, you know, my dog's doing this, my dog's doing that. You know, what can I give them? Mm-hmm. Stop. Stop. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Dogs are built to fast. They cannot eat for a long time and they will be and long time. I'm talking like weeks we- yep. and they'll be fine. Yep. So, um, and, and of course, every time I say to somebody, stop feeding your dog, I get, you know, this surprise and people are like, what? Really? What? Oh yes. Gosh. Yeah. Stop feeding. That means no treats. Yes. It means no nothing. And it also means that 12 or 24, hour later, 24 hours later, you do not say, are you hungry yet? Here, you want some of this? What about cottage right. cheese? What about pumpkin? What about? No, get so no, no, paranoid. No. You do not feed your dog until your dog is following you around the house drooling saying, or coming into I, the kitchen or looking at their bowl or picking up their bowl and bringing it to you and saying, my God, when do you people feed around here? Yes. That's what you're waiting for. You're waiting for your dog to tell you that they are A, hungry and B, feeling good, good. enough to eat. Yep. I actually have a client who said to me, you know, well, how am I going to know when my dog is hungry? Well, if you if you've had your dog for years and you cannot tell when your dog is hungry, then there is a problem. There's there's a, a malfunction in your relationship. Yeah, yeah there you go, <laughs> malfunction. Like you know, I mean, so most of us by now have kind of picked up on these signals, and you can tell. You walk towards the kitchen and your dog is dancing in front of you. Yes, going, yes we're going to the kitchen. We, we love it. the kitchen. Yeah, and then don't That's overfeed them. Right, they, and people, then it, then you can't compensate. Right, right, you can't compensate for having starved you start out slow, your dog. Yeah, you start out slowly. You know, give them a, yeah. uh, like and, a quarter of their yeah, rations. And you, do, you don't need to do boiled hamburger and no. rice or boiled chicken. Rice is not a dog Good. food. Yeah, so you you don't need Too to feed them anything 
special necessarily, unless you were feeding them perhaps cruddy food before, then you can certainly upgrade your dog's diet. But a lot of times the gastrointestinal tract just needs a break. Mm -hmm. So if your dog is uh, doing that heavy repeated swallowing that will keep you up at night and then, you know, you get up and you're like, what do you need? You need to go outside and go potty and your dog runs outside and starts eating grass. Yep. That's telling you as you stand there exhausted, look, watching your dog do this, that you are not going to be feeding them the next day or that same day because it's like three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So that, yeah, that's a signal to you. Lay off the food. Even, you know, when you have to kind of judge these things, even if your dog kind of slumps into the kitchen and they're like, yeah, is there food going on? You can just say no, not today. Yeah. And and that's okay. You don't have to feed your dog every day. Yeah. So. And then, but if you're there again, now, now if the dog is like lethargic, running a temper, get him to the vet. Oh, yeah, I mean, it, just, I mean yeah, it could potentially be an emergency, but I mean like, you know, these, these garden variety things where people are trying to figure out, you know, my dog vomited, what's going on? But most of the time people say to me, my dog vomited, what can I give them? Right. Nothing. Yeah, there you go. It, it's the same thing. If, you're, if your child was vomiting profusely, you would not run around saying, oh, here, Johnny, you want to eat some of this? How about a cupcake? Yes. How about a ho-ho? How, would you like some salad? You want some dinner? You want Stop. Just stop. Yeah. Don't put anything and in. And a little heads up, too, uh, is that if you, your dog is a vomiting, like, you know, every 15 minutes or a half hour, you know, type thing, there is something wrong. It's, you know, right. they right. keep they, vom- yeah. The it, key is if, if vomiting is, is unprovoked, <laughs> In other words, you have not fed them anything and they continue to vomit, then you need to go get an x-ray. Yeah, because there's usually a blockage. It's either yeah, ate something, some, something's in the there. way, or there's interception or whatever type thing. So that's this is come knowing from your dog. But yeah, dogs, they will not starve. They will not starve. And so like, and speaking of treats, you were saying treats. Uh, I wanted to bring this up out of the last couple of weeks that I keep forgetting. You know, Nutrisource came out with these new treats and they're freeze-dried. They have freeze-dried minnows. Okay, freeze-dried minnows. That sounds delicious. Oh, it it is so fun. The cats just go nuts, but you know what's even better? The dogs love them, too. And now they're getting their fish in. And these little freeze-dried minnows that Nutrisource came out with, and I love it. And that my new cat, Sally, Sally is just like, I'll take some of those. And so I throw them in the box, and she bats them around in the box. So, folks, they're they're, they're geared towards, or, you know, marketed towards uh, cats, but no, the dogs love these minnows. They are, they're freeze dried minnows. And so please try it. You know, Nutrisource has come out with some new freeze dried treats. And so they're, they're all great, but these minnow things, and I'm just, I pick them out of the thing and I'm like, it's about time somebody figure it out. And it's a small fish. We don't have to worry yeah. about heavy metal content yeah. and they're getting their omegas. <laughs> my, my aunt was actually talking about this this past weekend. And I told her, I, was, I told her what you just said. I was like, Katie swears by them for dogs too. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. swears by them. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I don't know if I can because of the way they look in the package. Oh, well then don't. Just put your finger in there and toss <laughs> yeah, it out. Exactly. You know? Yeah, exactly. Don't sit there and like, oh, you got a little eye. Yeah. Well, oh, you a daddy or. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so, uh, but, but yeah, no, the Nutrisource uh, from Pure Vita, Pure Vita, uh, just go to NutrisourcePetFoods.com. Honest to Pete, the, uh, yes, it looks like, you know, a bunch of freeze dried minnows, but the dogs love them. The cats, they are one of the best treats out there and it's really good for them. So you got to give that a try. Also, green beans are going nuts now. They're all coming to feud. And oh, Gilligan, poor Ethel can't eat any unless I mush them up for her because, you know, she has no teeth. But green beans out of the garden are awesome. Make sure there's no residue of any thieving or anything, any stuff on it. But the green beans are great for for the dogs and for the cats and such like that. The cats even chewed on them. I was surprised on that one. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so that was pretty good. Okay, and then now, Dr. Jess, there's one other thing. What was it? Oh, uh, 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 a gal, a friend of mine, 
Well, not it's a friend. But anyway, okay. She had a, 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 a German short hair. She, uh, at three years old, put some flea tick stuff on, had, had a seizure like a couple weeks later, and then the vet put, her, put the dog on phenobarbital, and then it's been on phenobarbital now for a year or two years. I can't remember now. And so uh, just because a dog has a seizure, that doesn't necessarily mean they have epilepsy, is it? Right. Okay. Right. I mean, and seizures can happen for all kinds of reasons. And so, you, you know, you do have to investigate it a little bit. And it is one of the common side effects of these flea and tick things. Mm-hmm. You know, all you have to do is go to the company's website and they'll tell you what the side effects are. Yep. Um, yeah. And phenobarbital is one of those drugs. I mean, you know, if the dog is not truly epileptic, sometimes they can be weaned off them. But it is a long and careful process. They'll wean them off do, of phenobarbital. So. Yeah, okay. yeah, okay. but you have to be really, really careful doing that because it, it's one of those drugs where if you miss a dose, they will seizure. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, you got to be very careful. Now, is there natural things. remedies or whatever for seizures in dogs? Oh, sure. Before you do, oh, sure. You, before you got them on phenobarbital? Oh, yeah. I mean, because, you know, even, even years ago, um, I found that if you, with some dogs, all you had to do was switch them from regular food to a grain-free food. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's enough to eliminate seizures. Right. Um, so... You know, same thing, you know, work with diet, work with nutrition, give them homeopathic remedies. See, and I was under the impression that if your dog doesn't have seizures like prior to two, three years old, that's when they, if their dog is epileptic, that's when it will raise an ugly head, uh, you know, epilepsy, you know, between two and three years old. I think it can really happen at any time because you have, you know, uh, late onset epilepsy and stuff like that. So it depends on... um, you know, usually I encourage people to go see the uh, go see a neurologist so that you know you can try to verify if it's something else. But honestly, there's there's no way to really look into the brain to see what's going on there other than doing an MRI. Okay, yeah, which Hello. is <laughs> right. So then you're in like thirty five hundred dollars. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. And so so it's it's is it's tough. A, it's is tough to know. Is there what to a do. blood test for epileptic? You know, to see if they're epileptic. Is no. there a blood test? No. Okay. Then how do you figure that out? Other than what you just said, oh, epilepsy by by trying to rule out other things. So you say, okay, did they get hit on the head? Is it this? Is oh, it okay. that? Is it a toxin? Is oh, it okay. is their liver functioning normally? Are their kidneys functioning normally? And if it's not anything else, okay, then it's either epilepsy or a brain tumor. Okay, and, you know to figure those things out. Okay, how can they MRI. get a hold of you, Doctor Jess? Uh, through my website at holistic-vet-care.com. Thank you so much. Okay, you guys have a great week. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Carly. You do an awesome job. We'll see you next week. We'll be here. Remember, Spikes in Elk River Saturday, 11 to 2.